0: Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen with The Makers of Minnesota, and I am going to help you with your strategy for your business in 2021. Are you dreading social media and not sure when you should be posting on Facebook or Instagram? Or maybe you want to reach out to some influencers, but you don't know how to do it. Or maybe you just want someone to actually use your product and create some recipes for you. I am your gal. I've been developing lots of relationships over at Stephanie's and I can help you get your product into the hands of people that are going to use it and create influence and create buying patterns for people that you can count on as new customers. 2021 is going to get all of a sudden ramped up, and we're going to be moving real fast to capture some of the business opportunities that we lost in 2020. Don't be left out on the cold. Have new followers and new pairs of eyes on your product now. Give me a shout. I'd be happy to help you. I'm at s Hansen, H-A-N-S-E-N, marketing at gmail.com. It's s at gmail.com for small business marketing for things like social media, recipe development, influencer posting, and just general PR help and getting the word out about your products. everybody, and welcome to the Makers of Minnesota podcast, where we talk to cool people doing cool things. I'm Stephanie Hansen, and you maybe have heard about crickets being used as protein. It is a great idea, and it's really starting to catch on. And I'm here with Tammy Mann today, who's the founder of Harmony Cricket Farm. And Tammy... I think you're my third cricket person that I've talked to in the last three years on the podcast. It's just becoming such a huge industry. Would you agree?
1: It is slowly becoming an industry. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say huge yet, uh, but that's the goal.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. And how did you get into crickets? And like, what was it about this that really tripped your trigger in terms of this is a business I want to foster?
1: Well, the the introduction and the trip, the tripping of the trigger are two different things. So the introduction was a a few years ago, training for triathlons, and um, I'm gluten intolerant. And I was discovering also, I struggle with dairy. So whey proteins and things were um, disagreeing with me. And someone had mentioned they heard people using cricket powder, cricket protein, and um, just like almost everybody I've told that I eat crickets, I was like, "You gross!" But I, um, but I thought, what do I have to lose? I researched the value in it. I'm like, this sounds like a great thing, and I, I tried it. Um, I didn't like the flavor. I was grossed out. It made my smoothie really dark. Can um, you describe it? Like when um, you first had I'm- it. I will describe it. And I'm going to tell you also, they are not all the same. And that's a very important thing to notice and to say, because um, just like anything, you know, I've had bad wine, which, you know, for me to dump a bottle of wine out means something's bad. Sure. (laughs) Um, And there's, and there's different crickets. So my first cricket experience, I ordered online from just wherever I found it first. And it had a very gamey taste um, that I really was very forward flavor. I could really taste it in my smoothie. Um, and it was really dark, darker, yeah. than, darker than the ones I've, I've come to find. And, um, anyway, I, uh, it was expensive because you know, it's a premium product right now. We aren't innovative yet in how we can produce it. So, um, I didn't want to waste my money. So I drank it every day. I plugged my nose and drank it down. Um, and I'm so glad I did because it was game changing. Um, I was I was noticeably lean, getting leaner in my gut. Um, and the only variable change was my my protein, my my drinks in the morning. And I was I was feeling more energized. I was more I was performing better. I was just feeling it. And um I, I'm not saying this as a salesperson, you know, this was just my personal thing. And sure I, what is this? So I started researching why and what's in it um, on my free time because I was a full-time creative director and um, the more I learned about it uh, the more I wanted to know and it just sort of slowly grew in my brain Um, the catalyst for change the reason I quit my career and um, dove into everything to promote crickets because that's really my goal is it's not to be this cricket empire it's to be the promoter you know voice for all the cricket manufacturers and producers and farmers um, was was learning about our global insecurity i didn't you hear about it you know you hear please don't cut down the rainforest save the animals you hear all of that but when you really start seeing the statistics seeing the numbers and seeing where we're at as a planet um the reality freaks me out i'm a mom and uh and the reality made me think holy cow, I don't want to be a grandma. This world is not going to be a good place for grandchildren if we keep going the way we're going. What can I do? Because, you know, recycling isn't going to be enough. Sure, (laughs) sure. What can I do? And everything I learned about crickets was, uh, supported a sustainable food solution. Everything I learned about the meat industry, uh, Freaked me out. I'm a. i am was a meat eater. I became a vegetarian recently. It's been, it It didn't happen instantly because it takes a long time to wean yourself off a good burger. Um, but um, thank goodness for things like the you know veggie burgers out there because they're really yeah, good.
0: and they're getting so much better than they they're used to be.
1: So much better. And um, you know, honestly, so I'm not just you know I'm I'm passionate about the food we eat, thinking about where it comes from and sustainability. So you get that, you get that passion and, and you
0: decide that you want to be involved in the movement, but Mm -hmm. at what point did you decide that you didn't want to be growing crickets yourself or farming crickets yourself that you were going to buy them from another producer?
1: That's a great question. And it, it was, um, a matter of a journey. I think at first I thought, boy, if I'm going to do this, I should probably raise crickets you know, um, but honestly, the amount of time I spend constantly researching and connecting and promoting and experimenting in the kitchen is already by far over 80 hours a week. You know, when would I have time to raise a cricket? Not only that, um, it's an art and I, have experimented and tried crickets from around the world and like we started off with, they're, they're different, um, And to really be sustainable, and sustainability is more than just um, how much we use of the planet. Sustainability means it's going to be able to happen over and over and over and over. We need to be able to produce at an amount that brings the price down. Right now in America, you know, well, except for one company in in Texas, Exo, we're not producing. at at enough efficiencies where we can have it at a price where people can afford it. I would love to support local farmers and use their crickets, for example. Um, And I've tried, I've worked, I've talked to, you know, some great ones. There's the three cricketeers, they're doing great crickets. Um, But for me to buy their product to put in or to buy their crickets to put in my product, I would have to turn around and sell my product at a price people can't afford.
0: Right. Um, And and that's
1: that's a mess, you know?
0: You have to be able to be competitive, particularly probably in an online search,
1: right? And, and not only competitive, the other big catalyst to this is it better taste good. I mean, it can't just be okay. And um, and um, and so far, I haven't had a lot of stuff that I've thought was really good that I'd buy twice. I've tried it out of curiosity. I've wanted to like it because of its intention, but to really, you know, love it hasn't been an easy sell. And um, so so back to the cricket thing, I, I buy my crickets from Bali, from Thailand, um, from amazing farmers that I've come to know very well who have been doing it for a long, long time. Their history is hundreds of years deep. Um, they're producing at a scale that allows me to get it um, at a cheaper price. I struggled with that for a long time because I thought, how is this sustainable? Now we're pay- paying an airplane, you know, we're using fuel, which yep. is horrible. But then I did a little research and broke it down. And the amount of energy we have to spend to heat a facility to, to grow crickets here in Minnesota, it's its actually a wash. Yeah. Um, the only win is now I'm getting a large amount. I, I mindfully only order them once or twice a year in large scale. So it's less airplane. Um, I've coming to know my farmers. I can't wait to go visit them. Um. But the but the magical dream would be if we could figure out a way to uh, I think have have large farms outside of every major city that are creating the the you know the the food for our cities which is the cricket um, but that's hopefully not too far in the future but it's in the future you know just like we have windmills powering our powering our towns sure. cricket farmers feeding our towns. Ooh.
0: So at this point, you can get your crickets, you have a flavor profile that you like. How hard is it though, to be in a business where it's not like you just are, you have to evangelize for this product because there's so much stigma around it. And you're a first mover, you know, you're one of a small group of folks that are the first to market. So how much of your time is spent evangelizing crickets versus trying to actually sell your product?
1: Yeah, it's a lot of time. It's um, it's the kind of stuff I, I find myself doing. I don't. My free time is spent there too. My brain is always on it, so um, I'm always reaching out. I'm kind of uh, I'm not shy to reach out to anybody. So I, if I find a new cricketer, if I find a new producer, um, thank goodness for the the globe global internet, we can communicate, and I reach out. What I found is the first year I reached out, I reached out, I reached out. And my my only intention was to say, hello, how are you doing? What are you doing? What's been working? Um, I'm inspired by you and never hear back. Now, this past few months, I'm starting to hear from everybody. And it's been really awesome. Um, I've been reading every book I can find on the subject of entomophagy and also on cooking with bugs, not just crickets. Now I'm learning about mealworms and I'm like, wow, they sound awesome. Um, I never thought those words would come out of my mouth. <laughs> but um so I guess I'm reaching out to people and finally they're starting to reach back. I'm reaching out to scientists and doctors who are doing research on the valid, true research on the why, you know, the nutrition. So and give having me that just
0: in like a bullet pointed list for the listener, because I know the science can get pretty deep in the weeds, but Top five reasons I should be eating crickets.
1: Top five. Well, we already know the obvious one is the protein. You know that they're both they're more they both more protein than than meat, and um, so we'll go with that one. Uh, the second reason I think well, there's the obvious one is the sustainability. Yeah, um, globe can't keep up with what we're doing. Um, cow cows emit more gas than all airplanes, buses, cars, trucks on the planet, and um, we're our demand for them is increasing and our population is increasing. Um, We're going to be in a hurting place because we're killing our planet with our food choices. I guess maybe that might be number one, number two, protein. (laughs) Um, It's a complete protein. So unlike all the other proteins, your body really knows how to use it. And that was what my first learn was like, why am I feeling so good uh, when I'm eating this stuff? Well, it's a complete protein where your body doesn't have to, figure it out. What am I doing with this stuff? There's magnesium, there's iron, you know, there's all these minerals, there's more B12. And a quarter, I use a quarter scoop in my my morning granola or my morning oatmeal or smoothie. Um, and in that quarter scoop, I'm getting some of the key stuff you might not get ever unless you take vitamins, um, which is another one, vitamins as food. You know, I think we all know that you get more benefits out of the vitamins you ingest in food than you do by popping a vitamin. And that kind of helps sell the idea of price. It might be a little bit more expensive, but vitamins are expensive. Yeah. And if you're eating right, you won't need the vitamins. <laughs> so, you know, um, so there's that. Um, how many have I said so far? Can I think me? that's five. Oh, okay. Because my last one was going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a sixth bonus point in is, uh, when you have good, good crickets, uh, they, they have a very mild flavor. So it blends well into your food. Um, so why not just put it in there?
0: Yeah. Ease of consumption.
1: Right. Right. Um,
0: when, so now you have this business where you're the cricket evangelist And you have a cricket powder, that's a protein powder, but then you took it one step further and you started making cricket flour and then cricket cookies. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that evolution. Was that an easier way to get crickets into the hands of people than just selling them the powder?
1: Yeah. And, you know, honestly, um, it was a little bit more of a mindful step because I didn't want to step on the feet of other cricket makers. And many of them are making protein bars. Almost all of them are making protein bars. And I started doing that because I I started going, I'm not really a fan of the protein bars I've tried. I want to make a better one. Um, Two things there. I realized it's a lot of work. It's a lot of production. It's a lot of money. Um, And also I realized there's a lot of people doing it. I want them to do well. Hopefully they'll improve improve on them, but I want them to do well. No one's making the cookies and who doesn't love a cookie? Um, so I started with that and I went to farmer's markets and I was kind of um, nervous about that because now I'm asking people to buy my product, which I've never done in my life. And what I learned was um, the fact that my cookies are gluten free and I do that because I'm gluten free and they're not free, which I do because nuts are not sustainable. They use way too much water. Those little things invited people to my booth more than the fact that they have crickets in them. They were willing to overlook the cricket because there aren't a lot of options out there that are gluten-free. So I I was feeling good because I'm like, I'm not um, stepping on the toes of any cricket makers by making cookies. And I'm introducing crickets in a way that is bringing an entire different market to it. It's people who like cookies and it's people who are gluten-free.
0: And They tasted really good. That holiday pack that you had over the holidays. It was really, it was lovely. Your ginger spice cookie was like one of the favorite cookies I had over the holiday season. I wouldn't have even thought it had any cricket in it. It was just, it was delicious.
1: Right. And And, yeah, I'll share that recipe with people because, you know, I want people to make cookies. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yes. (laughs) Want to move it on down the road. So You've got the cookies, the holiday season passed. How did they sell over holiday? Because I know you were also at, is it Viver Centro's uh, Provisions Kitchen?
1: Yeah. And boy, they are great over there. Jamie is awesome. And the the interesting and great thing about that place is um, people are going there to experience different foods. They're not just going there for your average food. So it was going really well. Jamie is a great human. She's um, a good soundboard for me because I'm testing as I go. So I'm doing small scale productions and going, how's this going? And then we have conversations about it, you know, um, you know, roasted crickets that are flavored are another big selling item. Again, I don't want to step on the toes of people who are doing it well. And um, there's a great company in California called Don Beguito, um a Latino uh, coming. They're doing it from the ancient, Mayan ways of, you know, how you treat crickets. They're doing it right. Let them do it. So um, so she and I talk about, though, is how how about the cookie dough? You know, how how can I get you my cookie dough so people can bake my cookies in their house? Um, so if they sold well, but I don't want to be in the kitchen all day long. That's really it. So what I'm learning is um, how can I share my recipes with people so that they can make it?
0: Oh, I see. So you're going to back off sort of the cooking of the cookies and just really focus more on the flours and the protein powders.
1: Right. I'm going to be, I'm working on trying to get my frozen cookie dough balls to the market. Cool. Um, Because the life, because the shelf life, my cookies are made from all Minnesota grown organic grains. And I, I, I don't add anything in them. So their shelf life, I mean, to be a really good cookie, You should eat it within the first week. (laughs) I don't want it sitting on the shelf for two months, Um, which, you know, no retailer wants my cookies if they're going to have that shelf life. So that got me thinking, well, what if I just sold my frozen cookie dough balls and um, that's where I'm at. I'm in a really cool business class right now uh, for entrepreneurs and I'm working on a business model to um, get my frozen gluten-free cookie balls, chocolate chirps only. I'm just going to do one flavor In the freezer section, Um, because there are no gluten-free cookies in the freezer section. Can you believe that? No, but that's a great
0: idea. And, you know, it's not a huge leap for somebody that is gluten-free, that's searching for alternative um, grain to try cricket. I just, I think that that person is probably more of an adventurous consumer anyway, because they have to be. Right. So it sounds like it's a super good fit. Tell me about the class you're taking. Where is it? And how'd you learn about it?
1: It's called ILT. And um I learned about it, you know, I was on um I'm in the Min, Min Grown, Minnesota Grown. Uh-huh. I'm also in that. Um, and somehow between the two of them on LinkedIn I saw a post for for this. And that back in my former life I was creative director. And when I was creative director, I owned a creative agency. And this one gentleman who started ILT was a client of mine. <laughs> So I follow him and, and and all of a sudden I'm like, what is this? ILT and I read about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can really benefit from this. It's um, it's a cohort group of entrepreneurs and over 150 people, you know, applied for it. 42 people got in, and um it's it's intense. It's you know, four hours one night a week with you know eight hours of homework, but it's really awesome. It keeps you accountable and you're learning because one thing I'm learning sadly is all of my investigations on the cricket companies I've found and loved on Instagram. I'm like, where did they go? Awesome. They're gone. Or I go to their website and it says, we're gone. And I'm like, that's really sad because people are doing all this work to build a business. And then they're quitting probably because it's not profitable. Right. And um, so there's, there's an opportunity here. And for me, it's like, how can I champion these people? how can I um, get crickets um, into the Americans households and change their perceptions So that's what I'm working on now it's a little bit bigger than cookies <laughs> so much of what
0: I feel like your skill set is like you you're great at branding your logo is really uh, well done you're you understand how to talk about products and product development So I like the idea that you're moving into this space, because I think if, if you're going to be the cricket evangelist and you can have a product that you're proud of and make money doing what you love, isn't that like the goal, right?
1: Right. And I think even bigger, um, back to why I quit my job is, um, my goal is to help this world be a better place, you know, to leave it better. And
0: how safe. did you get there? Were you just feeling depleted by having been in a advertising environment for 20 some years? And,
1: you know, no, I, I actually love that world. I am. I'm one of the lucky ones who had a career. I still do. I still do creative work, um, freelancing and sometimes more. Um, and heavens, it's been creative building this business. Um, it's just. Uh, I think I always had a little spot in my heart. Um, well, you know, I owned two creative agencies, so I've always been entrepreneurial, but I've always, um, wanted to know how I can do better. How can I help? And, um, you, you know, back to, you know, you hear all the statistics, you hear all these things and I've always felt kind of helpless. Like, you know, um, sure. I recycle. I'm careful about how much water I use. That certainly doesn't seem like much. Um, and this kind of just formulated itself. And I'm learning, I'm learning that I, when I talk to people, um, I don't want to say I change their minds, but I have good conversations on how, how might we change the way you feel about a bug, you know? And and it's, um, it's just enlightening every day. One thing that
0: strikes me about what you're doing too, is This is your third act, I think, as we'll call it, or would you say it's your second or your third act?
1: You mean in my career? Yeah. I would say, meh, probably my, you know, my first act was creative. Mm -hmm. Second act is, is this, what this is, is kind of growing and evolving.
0: Yeah. And so many people in particular right now, because of the COVID environment, feel like they're seeking Mm -hmm. It's really been a heavy time for lots of folks and people are evaluating, you know, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? What's the why? Where am I going? When this cloud lifts, will I be prepared and poised for the next, you know, 10 years of my life? And I like that you, because you're entrepreneurial and you're just, you're throwing caution kind of to the wind and moving into the next thing. I think that's brave.
1: Yeah, thank you. Some might say some might say crazy. <laughs> no, I don't think so. It's good. <laughs> well, and if I think about like I
0: mean, my career has always been like I had a whole business life and then I had this whole broadcast life, which I was neither trained for nor have experience in really, other than that I just decided I was gonna start doing things.
1: Well, good for so, you. That's
0: yeah. Great. And and I think my next act I'm working on, you know, trying to put a book together. And that's interesting too. It just you sort of follow your heart and your passions push you into directions that you probably never saw coming. Right. When when we think about your protein powder and we think about your flour, what are some of the uses for cricket flour? Cause you sent me some and mm-hmm. I have it, and I'm just starting to get into this sort of sourdough baking world. And how should I be using your flour?
1: Yeah, that's a great um, segue into a lot of conversations. But um, I literally just started my part. My life partner has been a fantastic partner in a bazillion ways when it comes to supporting my mission here. And um, the one thing that uh, I just did a two week road trip with my with my kids because my daughter is had to had to move to California for school. Sure. I have to live there now, even though they sit in a room and um, in that road trip. I traveled with my powder right? <laughs> and I was like, how can I use this um, more? Because I know my goal is to at least have a quarter cup in me a day. How do I do that it, conveniently? And then I thought, well, that's kind of a really good question that I need to start figuring out. And so what I started doing was um, uh, I, I call it maybe food hacking, I was like, well, we're going to go to Starbucks every day. Our morning started with, you know, breakfast. And in most places that meant Starbucks, my son would get, you know, a smoothie and I'd get um, a bowl of oatmeal or something. You can put cricket flour in that. Just put it in there. Stir it up. It blends right in. If it's good cricket flour, don't use the weird stuff. And um, but for baking, it's a one to two ratio. And I just bought, I ordered I've ordered so many great uh, cooking with bug cookbooks that I'm, you know, learning how to become better at it. Cause I'm only a year in myself, but I use, um, I use a third. So whatever flour you use, I replace the third of it with my cricket. Okay.
0: That's um, great. Um, I, Cause I can see, like, I love the idea of a cricket cracker. Mm-hmm. Um, something that you can like have two or four, you know, and <laughs> get your
1: cricket for and, the day. Right. And it's um, I love that too, because it's a savory and I've made some. Um, you know, I just went online and Googled, because I'm gluten-free, uh, I Googled gluten-free cracker recipes, yep. you know, and I use different seeds and things, and I tried using Cricut. Um, so it's doable. And I, and I think, so what I'm starting to do, I literally just added a button on my, I'm doing, I'm going to start sharing recipes with people on how to use crickets. I'm, I right. shared my first ones are smoothies, because that's what st- I started with. But I'm um, exploring meals because I'm also, um, I went from meat eater to non-meat eater, which means how do I incorporate um, more cricket? Because if if I was just vegan, I would be missing out on lots of nutrients. I want to have cricket. So I'm I've, kind of pulling that in.
0: I would think you could um, use it as a binder for um, burgers, like bean burgers and
1: Mm-hmm. I have a. I did make a great burger, and there's there's many variations. But one of them that I made, I used um, s- squash. I I have the recipe, and I'll be posting it on my website. But corn, black bean, squash, all those things kind of squish together and help hold it in. And then the cricket flour kind of gives it a strong consistency. Um, Yum. Um, and I made. I tried to make an entire meal for my family, where everything the salad had chickpeas with roasted cricket. Um, you know, I made a, a soup that was a mushroom base and it had cricket in it. You, you didn't see it cause it was a powder. Um, and then I made the burger. Um, so it was a very big meal and it, and it was really yummy. And, um, you know, I'm by no means a chef. I think it'd be really fun to play with somebody who really knows how to cook and, and learn, but I, I'm, I'm not afraid to try and I'm, um, playing with that. Yeah. All right. Well,
0: I'm going to take your cue and I will experiment and let you know what I find as yeah, I Yeah,
1: definitely share. And I keep saying that when I post, I'm like, what are you guys doing? And I like to say, and I hear crickets. People, <laughs> okay. Yeah, people do
0: not like <laughs> to share that kind of information. Mm-hmm. And I work with a couple of brands and they're always like, Well, let's see, you know, what our customers' favorite chocolate is. It's like, no. People don't want to tell you that they they want you to do the work. They don't want to do the work for you.
1: Right. And, you know, here's the exciting thing. I have some great farmers in Minnesota um, that are growing my my grains. And we're working right now on a formula for a gluten-free, ready to use baking flour, and it will have cricket in it. So you won't have to think about it. You will just be able to bake with it.
0: Oh, I love that idea. Um, (laughs) A real revolution in the gluten-free baking world was Thomas Keller's uh, flour that he engineered called one cup. I don't know if you've ever cooked with
1: it. No, i i um, I keep trying Bob's Red Mill. Yeah. One... It's called
0: one cup and it's not cheap, but it is a direct substitute for white flour. Oh. So it's one-to-one, whatever your ratios are. Mm-hmm. And it really is the closest in texture, in feel, mouthfeel, flavor oh. to what would be traditional white flour. But it's not. It's gluten free.
1: Oh, I'll have to look at it. You know, I do study the ingredients in most of them, but my key my goals are that the ingredients are sustainable, that they're Minnesota grown, and that we're not using things like Xanthium gum, which is a common, um, common ingredient in many of those things.
0: Um, but I'm looking forward to following you through the next year to see where (laughs) it all goes. People can follow you on Instagram and how can they order your product?
1: They can go to harmonycricket.farm. that's where it is. And
0: HarmonyCricket.farm, I just want to emphasize the dot .farm because I had an email that kicked back to me and it took me the longest time to figure out why I did And then I'm like, oh, it's dot .farm, not dot .com, you dope. Yeah, I
1: yeah, so- didn't want to be in the dot .com world. HarmonyCricket.farm. Dot dot and if they want to follow cricket Queen on Instagram, um, I try to, I, I'm trying to share the, like this morning I did a oatmeal um, story and I just show, I have a good friend and she's got a company called Orchestra Provisions and she's making seasonings and flavorings using cricket. Um, so I use some of her flavors in my oatmeal and then I used a quarter scoop of my cricket flour and I show here's the nutritional benefits of oatmeal and I broke it down and then I showed next to it. Now, here's what it looks like when you add the cricket. And um, so people can start to see the profile differences and maybe understand why. Yeah. So good to do. So if you follow me on Instagram, hopefully you can learn a thing
0: or two. All right. Well, thanks for being our guest today, Tammy. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me. I yeah. appreciate
0: it. Tammy Mann with HarmonyCricket.farm. Yes. Thank okay. you. Okay. We'll talk soon.
1: Yeah. Bye-bye.